Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani coming to you live from Tottenville, Staten Island. There may be a little background noise because I'm broadcasting from W's W's Bar and Grill in Tottenville. And um, if you come out here after, after 4 o'clock, you can visit with me and Andrew, and we will be collecting signatures for uh, the Republican nomination. So I'm helping my son out, and I'm getting a chance to talk to the people of Staten Island. This is the what we would call the far end of Staten Island. It's quite a trip from New York, and this is where they have the very, very famous Fourth of July Tottenville Parade, which would make you think you were in Ohio if you uh, marched in this parade. This is middle America, if there ever was middle America. Uh, when you go to that parade, you march through people's front yards, backyards. They offer you hot dogs and hamburgers, and gosh almighty, you would never know you were in New York City. I'll tell you how you will, would know you were in New York City, however. You'd know you're in New York City nowadays because crime just keeps going up and up and up and up. And our new law and order mayor, borrowing from the Biden uh, playbook, works on Biden time, meaning he still hasn't unleashed his plan. But he promises us when he does, oh, my goodness, crime is going to go way down. What the hell is he waiting for? So, you know, he's going to do uh, something like I did, but he won't say it's like I did because I'm a racist, he says, even though I save more African-American lives than any mayor in the history of the city. But in any event, he's going to do a um, he's going to do an anti-crime unit. He calls it something else. That, I don't know. The Who knows what he calls it? But in any event, you know, it's going to be a plain clothes unit to get rid of guns. And the fact that they're playing clothes, you can't identify them as police officers, of course, was uh, rather important to their success, both in cleaning up Times Square and in getting guns. But then he got uh, some static. And this mayor is kind of a nervous kind of guy, and the static made him change the plan. So now he's putting them in, in, in uh, new uniforms, which say police on them. Did you ever think that contradicts the whole idea of plain clothes? That's what we call political bull, right? It's really a shame that that's what he practices, but it shows itself up in the most recent... Now, you know, the numbers don't lie, and I'm going to tell you a secret. I did this on purpose. What did I do on purpose? What I did on purpose was I put out the ComStat numbers every week so that uh, when I left office... Uh, mayors would get judged by this because I always expected, I didn't expect Bloomberg to get elected. I thought Mark Green would get elected. And as soon as people saw crime going up, there'd be a check on the mayor. Mayors never had this check before. Uh, I invented Comstat along with Eddie Maple and Bill Bratton. 
But the thing that I added to it was I made it transparent. I put it out every week. So here's the most recent. And I'm sorry, uh, you can't bull your way through this, Adams. Uh, right now, 2022, we're up to 3-6-2022. Okay. Uh, crime has gone up under the new law and order mayor. Oh, my goodness, by 53%. That's a very big increase in crime, 53%. Hmm. Uh, murder, 15%. Rape, 27%. Robbery, 56%. Felonious assault, 23%. Burglary, 38%. Grand larceny, 67%. And grand larceny auto, 96%. These are massive crime increases. It indicates that uh, performance is, this, this would indicate a terrible performance. I use this to judge performance. And um, if I had these numbers, I wouldn't be going out tonight. Wouldn't go out until these numbers went down. I'd be staying up all night looking at these numbers, figuring out exactly where in the city I'm getting them and making the changes to bring them down. I, got, I had three weeks of increase in the year 2001 at the beginning in... Grand larceny had a fairly big increase. It really annoyed me because we hadn't had one. And along with uh, Commissioner Carrick, we stayed up for two straight nights and we figured out exactly where it was. It was in the middle of Manhattan. It was due to stealing uh, personal computers. We set up a whole program to catch them. And by the end of the year, that number was down, I don't know, 20%, 25%. Altogether, we brought it down like 78%. Um, this is like now the fifth, sixth week in a row that Adams has had staggering increases in crime, and he seems to be a pretty happy guy. I don't know. He's got those nice suits on. He goes to the parties. and We need a mayor, not a showman. Crime doesn't go down by press conferences. The press conferences announced the reductions in crime. The hard work brings it down. Understanding law enforcement in great detail does it. He was a cop, but he wasn't really a cop. So I know, I know he gets a honeymoon, and I know he should get a honeymoon. But I'm sorry, I never got a honeymoon. And as uh, people who were the victims of that 53% increase in crime didn't get a honeymoon. In fact, they got a city that's right now has more crime than under de Blasio. And that's just completely unacceptable. And until it changes, I will be all over him. Just completely contrary to what he promised us, which was a total concentration on reducing crime. You don't get a 53% increase in crime if you have a total concentration on reducing crime. This is the usual Democrat propaganda. Lies. Sorry, people of the city, and you fall for it all the time. So let's listen to the other guy who uh, doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is now going to ban Russian oil and gas. I mean, he might as well have waited until Russia took over all of Ukraine and then done it. He's already pumped billions into Russia so they can use it to kill Ukrainians. And who knows what he's really going to do with this banning of oil and gas. 
because we find out extremely disturbing things. This is a bait and switch. Number one, his uh, secretary of state, who I don't know about you, he looks like the most frightening guy I've ever seen. Every time he appears, it looks to me like his hands are shaking. But in any event, uh, and Biden too. I mean, Biden, you should see what they write about him in Europe. I mean, this is the first American president that's ever looked like a coward. You know, we're not using military. We're not using military. Don't worry about Vladimir. We won't use the military. No military. Oh, no, no troops on the ground. Oh, no, 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 no fly zone. We could get into a confrontation with Russia. And we're so afraid of that. Gosh almighty, you don't run a country that way. Is that what Zelensky's doing? I mean, the contrast with Zelensky is even makes it worse for our country. I mean, right now we need a Reagan. We need a Trump. We need a guy who can stand up on his own two feet. Doesn't have to read or have people tell him what to do. Doesn't have to walk out so quickly. God forbid they ask him a question. And what the hell is he doing negotiating with Venezuela and Iran for oil? That's all going to get back to Russia. He's using Russia to negotiate with Iran so that he doesn't have to buy Russian oil. Do you understand what bull that is? Do you understand how you're being lied to? What kind of propaganda that is? He's using Russia to negotiate with Iran. So he's using two terrorist countries. One is uh, indiscriminately killing Men, women, and children. That's Russia. The other is the biggest sponsor of state terrorism in the world. Has been for years. Ruled by a maniac, Islamic, extremist, ideologue, and massive organized criminal. The Ayatollah. Who kills Americans. Wants to destroy Israel. And donates about half of what he gets to terrorist groups that are dedicated to destroying us. So we're going to give him money. See, if we give it to the Russians, they're going to kill Ukrainians. If we give it to the Iranians, they're going to kill everybody else through the terrorist groups, which will include some Americans. Just like they did when Biden gave them, what was it, a couple, couple of hundred million in cash? Had to know he was giving it to terrorists. You don't, you don't transact business in cash unless you know. I mean, unless Biden is as stupid, I mean, unless uh, Obama is as stupid as Biden, if the guy's asking you for cash in the multiple millions and it's a country, you know it's going to drug dealers or terrorists. Oh, and by the way, just in case you miss it, there's a big neon sign on Iran that says, largest sponsor of terrorism in the world, says to you, I want cash. Uh, do you use the process of deductive reasoning to figure out that that's in order to give it to terrorists so they can kill people? And it doesn't bother Obama, Prince Obama. Maybe he's part of the problem, huh? Maybe he's a big part of the problem. Maybe he started all this movement toward socialism, communism, loving Iran. Why these sickos love Iran, I'll never figure out. Oh, and Venezuela, too. He's got people down in Venezuela. See if he can get some money to Morales so he can kill a few more of his people. Can they do, I mean, I, I mean, I guess Biden is so used to doing business with crooks for 30 years. He had his son dealing with the most crooked people in the world, pumping millions into the Biden crime family. 
that he's more comfortable doing that. But this, this uh, whole thing, I mean, I want to ban Russian oil and gas. But I don't want to substitute Iran and Venezuela in oil and gas. How about ours? Now, this, I'm, I want you to listen to propaganda. You know what propaganda is? It's lying, right? It's lying. Listen to uh, Cut 23 by Biden. Just listen to this. This crisis is a stark reminder to protect our economy over the long term. We need to become energy independent. I've had numerous conversations over the last three months with our European friends of how they have to be, wean themselves off of Russian oil. It's just not it's just not tenable. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. Clean energy is 10, 15 years away. Not now. You're not going to wean yourself off Russian and substitute windmills in the Long Island Sound like the morons want to do, the liars want to do. And by the way, Biden, we were energy independent. We were until you changed it. Trump left it that way. And you changed it. You're the guy who made us energy dependent. You did it right away the first day you walked in when you got rid of Keystone XL Pipeline. Put 20,000 people out of work. You didn't care. But you put us right back where we used to be. And then, since then, you've been doing everything you can to stop us from taking advantage of the fossil fuels that we have. And you have us going on this ridiculous fool's mission you know you got buddha jug and that other half with harris out there talking about well, let's get electric cars it's going to be a long while before electric cars take the place of regular cars it's not going to have any impact on on, on uh, substituting for russian oil and gas you you got it here in the united states use it Put aside the green garbage, nonsense, idiocy. Grow up and stop being a child. It's the bunch of college students who believe the religion of green hysteria. When we come back, we'll listen to another piece of propaganda you can compare it to. We'll be right back. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Well, you just heard uh, propaganda from, uh, the, uh, from Biden. And, you know, basically, that's what you hear from Biden, Harris, Buttigieg, Blinken. Uh, the amount of lying that goes on in this White House is uh, legendary. The, the last one is just absurd, uh, just absurd that that uh, he he's uh, that he's you know, he's doing everything to bring down the price of uh, gasoline and oil. And that it's really all due to uh, uh it's all, it's all due to Putin. I mean, it was going up before Putin by plenty. And he's not doing everything. He's cut off, basically cut off fossil fuels in the United States. Just go ask the people who do it. And, I mean, the pipeline is one big indication, but the same thing is true in Alaska. The same thing is true in the West. Same thing is true in fracking. I mean, if we, if we were where, and we were energy independent, what the hell did he change it for until we, had, uh, until we were at, at a stage where other methods could take up the difference. They can't. That's why we're buying Russian oil. That's why he's begging Iran and Venezuela for oil. 
because the windmills and the sun doesn't make up for oil and gas. It may someday, but presidents can't deal with someday unless they are mentally deficient or Democrats. Maybe there's not much difference because the silly liberal ideology has always made you unrealistic. It's the reason the cities they're governing are falling apart. And then you let them get away with it because you let them feed you propaganda that brainwashes you. That's why you have Adams. And that's why you have a 50-plus percent increase in crime. When he told you he was going to be a law and order mayor, imagine if he wasn't. I don't know what good it is that he's a law and order mayor. Only good is if we start saving people from crime. He's got more people being victimized than his predecessor. You get that? And because he's a Democrat and protected, you don't know that. Even the New York Post doesn't tell you that. I don't know what they got with Adams, but it's kind of ridiculous. Completely contrary to their agenda. Plus, he wants non-citizens to vote. How, how unconstitutional and illegal is that? Now, you want to hear? Want to hear professional at propaganda? Let's listen to uh, uh, a spokesman for Putin and uh, Russia. That's uh, Mr. Peskov, number five. Objectives are very simple, and they were actually explained by, by our president, President Putin. We want to see a demilitarized Ukraine. We want to see Ukraine free uh, from uh, Nazi ideology and Nazi elements. Uh, free from uh, free from Nazi ideology means Nazi ideology. Just in case you're wondering, so so uh, Putin's in is in, is invading uh, Ukraine to save it from the Nazis. Well, that would have been like 50 years ago. They've been gone for 50 years. I don't know if he's found any. Maybe there were, I mean, I actually found two Nazis, and I prosecuted them, and I actually sent one of them back to Putin. Well, Putin wasn't around then, but I sent him back to the Soviet Union, where he was. Where the guy was supposed to be tried, and he had already been tried and sentenced to death. Somehow, he, before he went to trial, he died in a, in a Russian prison of natural causes. You see, I'm not, uh, I'm not a Democrat. I didn't believe that because I'm called a realist, which is why I did such a good job governing New York City and why I didn't get 50% increases in crime like the present uh, mayor. So Peskov just gave you propaganda when he told you that they're invading uh, – Ukraine to get rid of the, get rid of the Nazis. Uh, uh, Zelensky is uh, Jewish, and his family were Holocaust victims. And just in case you think that Zelensky is like a, an oddity in what is a very, very uh, non-anti-Semitic Ukraine, the last prime minister in the different in the opposition party was Jewish, and a lot of the. Significant figures in Ukraine, both honest and dishonest. They have their share of crooked oligarchs, too. Jewish, non-Jewish, Orthodox, make-believe Orthodox. The country is just doesn't fit into the stereotype 
except if you want to do propaganda like uh, Peskov did or like Biden did when Biden told you he's doing everything he can to keep down the price of gasoline. He's not doing anything. He's doing he's done everything he can to increase the price by cutting off American production, which which, of course, keeps the price down. When you cut off domestic production, which is what he did the first day he walked in, remember, he inherited an energy-independent America. He made us dependent. And we're in that hole not because of Putin, because of the unrealistic, green-nutty Democrat Party, and because AOC has more to say than anybody else on that issue. Well, we're going to take a break, and when you come back, I'm going to describe what's going on directly from people I talk to in Kharkiv and Kiev. Eyewitnesses. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you, and uh, we've got a whole group of people lined up for a chat with the mayor, which we'll have in just a moment or two, but I did promise you I'd give you several uh, first-hand accounts from two different people, one in the western part of Ukraine and the other in the eastern part of Ukraine, right right next to Russia, actually. Uh, the first, I'm going to read you this, um, I'm going to read you this podcast, I'm going to read you this text, okay? Uh, Sorry for the slow and late reply, the war destroyed my whole settled life, my plans and hopes. Until the last moment, I didn't want to leave Irpin. That's the place that they attacked where all the refugees were, the people trying to leave, that they attacked yesterday uh, really massively. Uh, Sounds like uh, they got out just in time to leave my beautiful house near the forest, a happy, comfortable life. Now, I can't read this because it kind of would describe who the person is. But shelling and air raids uh, forced me to do it. My soul hurts a lot. Now we're in the city of, and I'm not going to give the city, We arrived closer to the border so that we could quickly leave the country if the war suddenly spilled over to the whole of Ukraine. But only I can leave because men are not allowed out of the country. I'm very afraid of the thought that I'll be a lonely refugee in a foreign country. There are almost no apartments in the city. Hotels are also full. We've barely found any housing. Now I'm going to go to bed and I can hardly restrain myself from crying or screaming, but I'm holding on because I know that I will somehow overcome this difficult stage and be happy again. Sorry for the sad thoughts, but writing them made me feel better. Once again, I'm sorry that it's rarely online now. Now I need to build a new life from scratch, and this takes so much time and effort. And then she has uh, one of those emojis with the hands uh, in a prayer situation. So that's from the western end of... Ukraine, which is the less battered except for the surrounding of, uh, well, first of all, the, the major attack on Irpin the other day to kill the people fleeing, uh, and then uh, the surrounding of um, and bombing and shelling of Kiev. On the eastern end, there are far more Russian uh, uh, troops. And, of course, the city of Kharkiv is a major, major uh, uh, focus for for the Putin people, I think largely because uh, they repelled them last time. I think there's a bitterness and anger, and, and it is the second largest city, so it has significant importance anyway. 
So I had a long discussion today with someone there, and uh, she described to me, um, the person very close to the government, she described to me that constant bombardment, uh, any time, day or night, meaning, uh, I guess I guess I could uh, make it equivalent to something like uh, the Battle of Britain, you know, where uh, all of a sudden the building across the street gets blown up. All of a sudden a uh, building uh, two blocks away gets blown up. All of a sudden here, all of a sudden there. And uh, you just don't know the time or the hour or the when. And I said, well, how do you deal with that? And, and she said, well, well, when we hear... When we hear bombing, or I don't know if they have air raid sirens. I should have asked her that. When we hear bombings, we go to the basement, which means you better have enough time to get there, right? That's, that's, up, to, that's up to God, I guess. And I said, how often does that happen? And she said, multiple times per day, sometimes two, sometimes five, six. At the same, at the same time, she has responsibilities for the city. Uh, I asked her how the mayor the mayor is doing, who I know. I worked in Kharkiv, remember, for my company did. My company did for a year and a half, and I've been there and designed uh, the CompStat program for them, the CompStat program we're talking about, uh, crime reduction programs, and then, a, and then an emergency management center. Uh, I consider some, some of these people, you know, personal friends. The mayor was. The mayor died about three months ago. The mayor had been shot by Russians uh, back in 2014 and, and lost the use of his legs and went around in a wheelchair until, until he died, although he led a charge against the Russians and drove them out of the city, which is what I think makes them bitter. And they want to do what they can to destroy Kharkiv. Kharkiv is a Russian-Ukrainian city. I've forgotten the percentage of Russian ethnics there, but it's huge. And until 2014, it was a very pro-Russian city. They would vote with the Ukrainian Russians, you know, the, 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 the crooks who ran the place and for whom Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, remember, worked for a Ukrainian Russian. Mykola Zloshevsky was part of the Ukrainian Russian party, the Putin party. This is why this whole thing with Trump and Putin, people want to know why was I investigating that? I was investigating that to show that what they claimed Trump did, they did. They were the ones colluding with the Ukrainians and also with the Russians. And Hillary and Biden were involved in it. And Soros was a big part of it. And Biden, through the bribery of Poroshenko, got that all quashed. And they don't want to face that. They want to hide it and cover it up. I don't know how he can e even has any credibility to deal with Ukraine. One thing the people of Ukraine are, you might have realized, are realists. You may not all know what a big crook Biden is because the American media covered it up. Every Ukrainian knows he's a big crook. They, they, they know Poroshenko, his friend, is a big crook. He's on television all the time now. He's fighting for his country. God bless him. But the guy took well over $100 million in bribes. Every time I see him, I see dollar signs on his face. Everybody in Ukraine knows it. So every time Biden would talk about corruption or how he's going to cut off money, they would just laugh. And say, you're talking to us about corruption? Come on. What a joke. How about we go to David? David, are you there? My friend David. I have a suggestion for you. 
Please, I love a suggestion. What do you got? All right, look, they say that the Russians fooled around with our elections. Can't we do the same thing to them? The Russian people are affected by the sanctions. We got to start a revolution over there like they had in 1905. The people got to get out on the street. We could use the Internet. We, don't have, he could, we could have a battle on both sides on, to get Putin out. It's do you think the Biden administration is capable of starting a revolution in another country without tripping all over itself? And I mean, the guy, he couldn't get out of Afghanistan. He couldn't. He, he just figured out that he shouldn't buy Russian oil and gas. You know, we've been at this now for three months of Putin building up the army and he's been giving him billions and billions. of dollars. He just figured out, well, gee, I shouldn't give Putin money so he can use it to kill the Ukrainians. You think you really want him to try a revolution in Russia? The people got to get on the street. They're affected by the sanctions. They hate Putin. Yeah, I know, but we got an American president that they're not going to follow. The, we're, we were stupid enough to elect him. You listen to the guy, he sounds like a blithering idiot and a coward. Uh, I'm not going to send military. I'm not going to send military. Uh, I, no, no fly zone. No fly. We, we might get into a confrontation with the Russians. People don't follow. This isn't Ronald Reagan who scared the living daylights out of them. This isn't Trump, who they didn't know what the hell he was going to do. And when Trump, when Trump met with Putin, remember, he grabbed his hand and he pulled him closer. I'm in charge, pal. And that was a, that at least that was a war of egos. This guy is no match for Putin. You just don't follow. You follow a Zelensky, right? We'll fight you to the death. Or, or uh, Mayor Klitschko, <laughs> you want Kharkiv? You're not getting it, but you're going to have to go through me to get it. Biden is hiding in Delaware. He doesn't want to engage in anything. I don't see it. I mean, we, we lose lots of options based on the corrupt, incompetent president and his administration. I don't think we have this war if we had a halfway competent president. How about uh, how about Vinny? Hey, Vinny. Yeah, um, hello, uh, Mr. Giuliani. So, question about the Comsat statistics. Uh, seems obvious that the bail reform law has increased crime, but do you think it's uh, also kind of causing an underreporting in that Comsat statistic? Do you think it's actually what it is, or could it be higher or lower? What's your opinion? It's definitely not lower. Nobody's making up arrests and crimes. I mean, it, uh, the only thing it could be is underreport. Comstat is rarely overreported. First, first of all, the police officers and the commanders get graded on this. This is going to determine their promotions and whether they get the good assignments and whatever. At least if the department is run with accountability now, I, I would imagine. I have great respect for the police commissioner, by the way. I think she's very, very promising. I, obviously, I don't for the mayor. I think the mayor is a typical political bullarst and has uh, snowed people. Because he's a Democrat, because he's black. I mean, that's, they're falling all over themselves. Meanwhile, he's got more crime than de Blasio. Uh, he, I mean, first of all, here's something he should have done day one. Should go see, uh, uh, should go see Hokelpokel and say, hey, you want to be reelected. You want to be elected governor. She's never been elected, right? You want to get elected governor? 
Want my support? Okay, get rid of the bail law. Well, I can. I can. I don't care if you can't. If you don't, I'm not going to support you. I'm going to campaign against you. Now, I like you. We're fellow Democrats. But the lives and safety of the people of my city are a hell of a lot more important than you, Kathy. Or me. And I give you a month to start a big offensive to get rid of the damn thing. Or I'm, I'm campaigning against you. I'll pick one of those Republicans if I have to. I do that. A good mayor would do that. Ed Koch would do that. You think uh, a fancy boy will do that? Hmm? Let's see. First of all, it's too late already. He should have done it on day one. How about getting rid of Bragg? He's afraid of that, too. Tell me what he has done. He put together a plain clothes unit and put uniforms on him. I mean, that's a clown show. He's got a, a subway offensive, and subway crime is up. I'm afraid this is the typical Democrat propaganda brainwashing and rollover Republicans, or whatever they are. I, I, uh, they surprise me. Start bringing crime down, and I will be on your side. That's, I mean, I use the ComStat system for accountability for the cops, and I'll, now we'll use it for you. Let's go to Arthur. Arthur, how are you? Good. The electric cars will not get us off fossil fuel because you need to generate electricity. To generate <laughs> electricity, you That's need right. you need natural gas, nukes, or coal to generate the steam that drives the machinery called turbines. So it's like moving a ten dollar bill from your left pocket to your right pocket. <laughs> would you ex- would you do me a favor? Would you call Buttigieg, Harris, and Biden and tell them that? I don't think they know. I don't think they know that. I'm I'm serious, Austin. No, it's 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 amazing how illiterate they are. Yeah, and 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 the press. I mean, they, nobody in the press brings this up. No. Why? No, they're not very good at accounting. No, the, 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 because we're not much better than Russia in terms of free speech. That's why. Yeah. Do you have time for a very quick question? Of course all, I do. All this election stuff, you know, state by state, is there somewhere like a succinct summary of yeah, what the Yeah, there is. Actually, are? I just got one the other day. If you don't, I don't have it with me because I'm in Staten Island right now doing, a, doing the show on location at W's Bar and Grill in Tottenville. This is like uh, being in, oh, someplace Ohio. <laughs> it's fabulous. Uh, it, feel, it feels like I'm in middle America. But tomorrow I will, like, I have a report that has it all summarized. And I'll, I will certainly make a big deal out of it tomorrow. And this way you can get it online. Okay? I just don't have it with me right now. But, yeah, there's one that it basically outlines the remaining issues in the states, as well as some of the new findings that are quite dramatic. You know, uh my God, a, ju- a judge in Pennsylvania completely, uh, completely void, uh, basically said that a couple hundred thousand, I think it was hundred thousand ballots or more were, were completely illegal. You know, they they said that uh, we never, we never got a court to agree with us. First of all, I only appeared before one court, and they wouldn't have a hearing. The courts never heard the evidence. 
So that's why I went to the state legislatures, and they had the hearings, and they asked for the vote back. And Pence refused to do it, even though uh, the Electoral Count Act of 1877 has, uh, by uh, many accounts, been found to be unconstitutional, including by Lawrence Tribe, uh, who wrote a Law Review article about it. And the preponderance of scholars would say that it was unconstitutional, the law they were following, because it took power away from the state legislatures and from the House of Representatives. But in any event, yes, I'll get you that, I'll get you that report for sure. And, and it'll give you a chance to have kind of a sense of what's going on. And when we come back, we will have... The mayor's final thoughts, and if we have time, I'll give you another sort of eyewitness identification, uh, eyewitness explanation of what's going on there. We'll be back very shortly. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's what you hit to donate your $11 a month. And, of course, you know, Tunnels and Towers is headquartered here in Staten Island with the wonderful, great Siller family. And um, I just have just wonderful, fond memories of Staten Island. You would, too, if they elected you mayor. (laughs) But, I mean, the people here are just remarkable. Love them. And come over and see me. I'm at W's Bar and Grill. We'll find out if it was named for W. W's Bar and Grill at 7001 Amboy Road. And Andrew will be here, a bunch of other people that you uh, like and know. John Tobacco is here. Uh, We'll have a few more stopping in. And if you have any questions left over, just come over and ask me in person. But I've got to get to Jimmy because nobody knows more about Russia and communism than Jimmy. And I would like his comments for your benefit. Jimmy, how are you? Mr. Mayor, you know, the strategies written 2,500 years ago, when near appear far, when far appear near, when strong appear weak, when weak appear strong. This is what's going on in America today. The Democrat Party, which is working with the communist movement basically to tear America down and defeat us, accused Trump and us of being the threat. So you see how everything's opposite? Yeah. Meanwhile, Putin's attack on Ukraine is distracting what the communist movement is doing in America with the, the open borders, with the, with the information coming out from Durham reports, from the information coming now about the massive voter fraud. This cancel culture we're here now for the last couple of years, before they did, did, did cancel culture that we see now, they canceled, excuse me, they canceled Joe McCarthy, Jad Gohova, the House Committees on Un-American Activities. They canceled the people that were trying to prevent the situation we're in now. It's absolutely incredible. Council for a Livable World is a Soviet front group. It's a communist group. They're the ones who picked Biden out of nowhere and got him in office in the beginning. And they're the ones who control... So they picked, the dumbest, they picked the dumbest guy from Syracuse Law School. They figured, why, why not have a moron that we can push around, right? He's carrying out the long-range policies. And they, the knew he was, they knew he was a cheat because he cheated in law school. So they knew they had a guy with no morals. And he immediately began taking money through his brother Frank and James when he got into office. I mean, the guy completely has no soul left. It was purchased years ago. But I have um, 
Of course, there are worse criminals, I guess, than public officials who take bribes. But it's hard for me, maybe because I respect public office so much and respect our democracy so much and love it. And because I was a prosecutor of corruption, that I ran the anti-corruption unit in the U.S. Attorney's Office way back. I just, I just get really angry at people like Biden. This is what ruins their, their corruption. But this is at a level at which he is really damaging the United States of America and costing us lives. So that the mayor's final thoughts are uh, today, you know, sponsored by Tunnel the Towers. I want to congratulate uh, President Zelensky. You know, he received an award uh, yesterday or today that I received back in 2002. And I have a picture in front of me of when I received it from a, a woman that I loved very, very much and became very close to as a member of the board of the Reagan uh, uh, Library. And that's Nancy Reagan. Uh, she gave me the award in 2002. And um, I can't think of anyone that um, deserves it right now more than uh, Mr. Zelensky. Uh, his bravery, uh, whether, whatever, whoever you are, if you, he's telling them where to bomb him. And so is Klitschko. I mean, that's a level of courage that, and I, you know, they, they made their decision the way Churchill did. You know, you want you want my country, you're going to have to kill all of us. And uh, someone just sent me a thing that says, I was in Ukraine in 2018 and 2019, and I, there's no way that Rudy thinks Zelensky is honorable. That's not true. That is not true. First of all, I was there in 2017, and I was there surreptitiously in 2019. Uh, I never met Zelensky. I met Yermak, Yer, Yer his uh, chief of staff. And my impression of Yermak, which I reported to the State Department, which is a matter of record now, I was asked by the State Department to meet with him. I didn't do it on my own, as is a lot of what people lie about. I was asked by the State Department to meet with him. And my impression and report was that I... Wouldn't count on it, but maybe, just maybe, they have a chance with this guy. Let's let's give it a shot. Now, I can't comment on the corruption part. I mean, I I see Poroshenko out there with uh, three hundred men fighting. Now he's a big crook, but I got to respect the fact that he's fighting. Now, he's the crook that Biden bribed, and he got a lot more money from people other than Biden. I mean, the guy's a major, massive crook. He was thrown out of office for being a crook. This, so. We'll be back tomorrow. Pray for the people of Ukraine. And God bless the greatest country on earth, the United States of America.